From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Red smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides into the dogs and won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. <laughs> They're all here inside the Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show. Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today's guest, Josh Lewin, voice of the Bruins on the UCLA Sports Network. Josh joined us just ahead of the Bruins matchup with the Alabama Crimson Tide in the NCAA Tournament Sweet 16. Again, the voice of the Bruins, Josh Lewin, kind enough to join us for the Press Box Podcast. Anytime, fellas. I'm glad we're all getting together here. Yeah, Josh, and glad that after you and I met really in the the portal, uh, you're leaving uh, the arena after a UCLA win, and I was just coming in to, to broadcast Alabama that we are actually having a chance to, to have this discussion, which we talked about uh, in Indianapolis. Uh, look, I know it's somewhat old hat for uh, UCLA basketball to be in this spot, but it's still special, isn't it? It's really special. And, you know, being an 11 seed is a little weird, but then again, you know, missing the tournament entirely has been a little weird. The, the shine's been off the star for a while, and, and Nick Cronin, thankfully, is kind of restoring some glory. But, uh, you know, we've actually seen this one before. I've only had the job for, I guess, five years now, but a little bit before I showed up. Um, Bruins fans have seen this movie before. They got in as an 11, uh, really crazy game against SMU that they won in controversial fashion right at the end to beat, um, beat the SMU Mustangs. Moved on to play a 14 instead of a 3, uh, which was UAB back then, you might recall. And, uh, you know, then they got wiped out in the Sweet 16. So, uh, this is setting up very much the same way. I mean, they came in as an 11, actually had to do a play-in game to get to the six, but they beat the six, got the blessing of having a 14 instead of a three, took care of business. Uh, difference this time. I mean, uh, I think everybody's well aware that this is not your typical two seed in Alabama. This could very easily be a one. I and mean, then you guys are playing great. I want to ask you, it's JD down in Mobile, by the way, uh, a four-guard offense that's coming off the uh, 20-point win over Abilene Christian, Cody Riley, a double-double, but uh, very similar uh, to Alabama in, in kind of a positionless-type offense, four guards, and, and kept the turnovers to just eight against the Wildcats. Kind of, kind of give us your perspective on your team for Alabama fans in our state uh, getting ready for that game. 
Well, they, they do protect the ball well. They, they don't shoot themselves in the foot a lot, and that helps. They have finally bought in. It took them a year, year and a half under Mick Cronin to, to really understand the importance of defense. And, uh, you know, his big thing, Mick says, if, if, if the Bruins are getting 40 deflections a game, that, that usually means a win. You know, it means you're harassing the other guy. And sure enough, in a lot of those losses down the stretch, UCLA lost four straight heading into the tournament, barely made the tournament. You know, those numbers were, were more like 12 and, and 15. You know, they, they just were not doing a lot defensively. But I don't know that the bright lights came on in Indy and they started paying attention to that again. So, uh, you know, they, they play some good fundamental basketball, but this is not your typical four-star recruit, five-star recruit UCLA team quite yet. I mean, these are a bunch of complimentary players, a bunch of wings, really, uh, at one five eleven point guard. So, you know, if everything works if they're passing it crisply and they're they're hitting their threes they're playing defense sure they can compete with anybody but if any of those things go wrong then they're, they're going to have a problem on Sunday. Johnny Juzang's the the leading scorer for this team at 15 a game shoots it well from all spots ridiculously well from the free throw line I got a feeling Mick Cronin would probably like to see him there more only 54 attempts on the year. Yeah, that's actually been discussed. I mean, that's kind of the, the next level for Johnny Juzang. He's a Kentucky transfer and, and from L.A. originally, so he basically came home. You know, you know, we don't say hoop and the harm ever with Juzang. I mean, sometimes he gets fouled shooting a three, and he'll go up there and hit three free throws. And that's great. But uh, that's kind of the, the next thing for him to work on is to, you know, just kind of go past the elbow, keep on going, and, and, and hit a little runner so, you know, he can draw some contact. But no complaints about Juzang. He's the only guy averaging better than, than 12 a game. The, the thing is, they've got a lot of guys that average exactly 12 or 11 or 10. And, you know, for a while before Juzang really came on, I mean, they were, they were winning games, guys, where it was basically, you know, five guys scoring 11 and somebody off the bench having five, and they'd beat you 60 to 52. So, you know, that's changed a little bit in this tournament because Juzang and Hawkins really stepped it up but when, when they're balanced they're usually really good hawkes is really good on the glass isn't he yeah i mean he's six six he's undersized and he's supposed to be yeah i mean you, you guys know the uh i guess the put down of of anything southern california you know it's just it's supposed to be guys that are just a little bit too cool right a little bit too chill and he's like that off the court you know i mean he'll, he'll drop a, a bra on you and stuff like that you know i mean <laughs> But he, he actually really competes, and, and that's a, a nice thing. Because, look, Mick didn't recruit any of these guys, except for Jalen Clark, you know, who's the only freshman on the team. And, and Mac Etienne is not even a freshman. He's basically a high school senior that, uh, you know, through, through a weird circumstance, got his way to Westwood early. But, you know, these are all inherited players that were all basically, you know, AAU guys running up and down the court, just kind of shrugging their shoulders. So it, it's taken a while for most people to buy into what Mick has been preaching, but not Hawkins. I mean, he was ready to belt people right away. Talk with Josh Llewellyn, the voice of the UCLA Bruins. Uh, of course, the Tide and UCLA meeting in the Sweet 16 on Sunday. Uh, we talked with, with Tracy Murray, your broadcast partner, and, and he went home, got a, a couple of days away. Did you stay in the – not in the bubble, but did you stay in Indy? Uh, are you headed back? How's it, how's it been for yeah, you no, personally? I'm doing exactly what Tracy did. I actually live down in San Diego. So okay. I'm used to a commute, you know, going up to 
to LA for the games. So, you know, coming home and spending a few days with, uh, with family is something that I was looking forward to. And, uh, but you know, I mean, as you guys know, just uh, cause, cause we didn't travel at all this year. I mean, you know, obviously the restrictions in California are much, much uh, greater than they are in, in the South. So, you know, this first time we've seen the Bruins in blue uniforms in person all year. So it was great to have three games in five days, but, but, you know, I mean, God bless Indy. It's also great to come back home and stare at the ocean for a few days instead of at uh, Market Street. Well, I got to tell you, having been to San Diego once in my life, I completely understand that you wanted to get back there as quickly as possible. Absolutely, uh, absolutely fantastic. But in terms of managing this environment for the players, what are you hearing inside the camp? I know it's different. I know it's, uh, it's a struggle, but it sure does beat going home and turning in the uniforms. Yeah, they've done great. And, and all year, you know, I mean, they haven't had uh, their own pandemic issues all season. They haven't had one shutdown of their own doing. They had this ridiculous thing with Long Beach State where every time they tried to play Long Beach State, Long Beach State would show up and have somebody having tested positive that morning. So they shut down some random game against Long Beach State three times. And uh, Oregon, you know, Oregon just just killed them because, uh, you know, they, they were actually in the in the layup line 30 minutes before the game up there in Eugene, right before Christmas, they pulled everybody off the court because one of the officials had COVID. And because they had all shared the same car coming from Corvallis to Eugene, they, they didn't have backup officials lined up. They just canceled the game. And then they were going to make that up in LA when Oregon was supposed to come play for real and Oregon got COVID again. So, uh, you know, it, that kind of stuff that you can't control, but through it all, they've been self-policing themselves really well. And, and I think at Indy, it's been the same thing. What is what is the real key in this for you, Silly? What do you feel like has to be done for them to advance? Well, you you guys can't be making uh, you know a million three point shots. That that, that nonsense has got to stop. <laughs> and <laughs> you know they're they're well aware that if, if you guys heat up from out there, it's it's game set match. So it's it's a little bit of, of both. I mean, you need a little bit of luck that is just going to be one of those off nights for your shooters, but you make your own luck that they got to get out there and actually get a hand in the face of those guys that are just kind of trolling around that three point arc. They've gotten much better at that. I mean, early in the season, they were getting burned by, I mean, teams that you'd never even think of, you know, the Pepperdines, you're just, you know, knocking down 14, 15 threes. That's for the most part, except against Oregon, which I think is a very similar team to Alabama. Um, you know, Oregon did its 15 for 24 kind of stuff from distance. And again, you're just not going to beat a team when that happens, but, uh, if they can defend the three and if they can rebound, they, they, they've got a shot, they got a puncher's chance in this thing, but if they, if they don't do those things, it's uh, not going to go well. Josh, great stuff. Thanks so much for joining us, sir. I, I'm thinking about this. The beauty of March madness This Bruin club had lost four straight uh, going into the tournament. They've won three straight now. And we'll try to make it a four game winning streak against the Crimson Tide. Thanks so much for your time and uh, happy travels back to Indy and best of luck over the weekend, man. See you at Hinkle guys. Thanks so much. Josh Lewin, the voice of the Bruins on the UCLA sports network. Our guest here inside the press box podcast. Catch our daily show weekdays on great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. And, of course, we always would love to hear from you. Email us at PressBoxRadio1 at gmail.com. Again, PressBoxRadio, the number one, at gmail.com. 
PressBox.com. For Chris Stewart, for J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for joining us here on the PressBox Podcast.